the cop would automatically go to the guy to fight. And for my people that, because my family have domestic violence, typically the cop will always go straight to the guy. Wow. Like just in general, like just from what I see on the internet and mm-hmm. all this, they would naturally go straight to the guy. So the fact that they went to you first, as if you heard the man, it's kind of weird. Welcome back to She's Intimidating. I have my, well, not my first guest, but my first guest on Zoom with us, Zaya. Say hi, introduce yourself. Hey, y'all. My name is Zaya. I am the host of the Zaya Show. No coincidence. I, if you don't know, girlies, I am getting my degree, honey. So I will be graduating in May in marketing. I am an actor. I do it all. I think I'm funny, but I'm probably not funny. And I just like smiley faces, literally smiley faces. Okay, so I love me. that. <laughs> <laughs> so marketing, what made you want to get into marketing? After changing it seven times um, within the last two years, um, I figured that would be the best path for me, especially like doing this podcast. I kind of realized my love for like promoting things and like finding different ways to campaign stuff. So really podcasting helped me find my degree uh, program. So kind of funny. No, for sure. Think. And with podcasting, like those who do podcasts, you'll understand like, all you're doing is just marketing yourself. Yeah. Like talking is easy for me because I'm an actor. So I was thinking about doing communications, but it was like, I already have that skill. What, like, I mean, like it'll be an easy, like, degree, like no offense, no offense to my communication major. It'll be an easy degree for a person like me. However, I was like, I want to learn something if I pay all this money for it. So let me just do the technical marketing side and learn SEOs and contextual marketing and all this. And that could be my advantage point when I do this. So, yeah. Do you want to move to like LA or New York or something after college? Now, girl, now, girl, (laughs) I love New York. Bitch, I went. Can I curse on this? You can say whatever you want. Okay, (laughs) okay. Bitch, I went on. I went to New York at 17, honey, with my school. Loved it ever since. I auditioned for AMDA, thinking I could get out of little Bucktown, Louisiana, honey. I got in, but the money wasn't there. Now I'm graduating next semester around May. So I'm thinking about going to Dallas, Texas, because actually, you know, a lot of people over there, I'm getting very inclusive. Like if you listen to the last season of the Zaya show, everybody there has been from Texas. <laughs> so it's kind of like move with the flow. The LGBTQ is there, but I love New York. I love New York, but the rent over there, it's like, holy crap. Outrageous. You know? I want to move it, to New York yeah. so badly too. It's an amazing place. When you go it's there. Amazing. Beautiful. But then it's like, we got to live. We got to eat. <laughs> we got to eat. And then uh, LA, I never been over there. I'm just afraid of earthquakes. You think a person that been through hurricanes is afraid of nothing? Nah, girl, I can't deal with a little shake shake. And then, no, like, I'll visit, but I don't know. I never thought of LA, but they are so expensive too. Come my professor, she actually moved from Sacramento to here and complained about how cheap we are. And she's like, I love it over here. I'm like, oh, well, thank you for crushing my dreams. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It is so expensive over there for sure. I came from Utah, so kind of over by California, like right next to it a little bit. Right. And even the rent there is getting outrageous, but California, insane. New York, insane. 
And I'm like, how do you guys, people, how do you live? You know, how like, do you live? How do you have fun? Because well, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us, we, we work in jobs and, you know, we're going to need a little bit more money to go around. Exactly. Exactly. So are you going to college like close to your hometown? Are you far from home at all? So this is kind of a funny story. And I tell this to everybody because everybody that knows me, I'm a Capricorn. I'm a January Capricorn. I love to be independent. I love getting to be in a different space whenever it's a new chapter in my life and figuring out as I go, like, I just love doing that. So I graduated in 2019 from high school. So I was applying literally to every single fucking like out of state school. Imagine I, I really wanted to go to Case Western. I remember. And I was doing the scholarship program, but I got cut at round two because of like some test scores or whatever. But uh, my mom was just like, why don't you stay in state? I saw that as an insult. (laughs) I stayed in my town. So I feel you. And so basically, like now, like I went to the college I'm going to now. I've been here since high school. Like I did dual enrollment type of thing. So I didn't want to go here at first because I'm like, I've been there, seen that, know the campus, did that. But I mean, like when it came to like the cost part, as like as you get older, you start debating your life choices over cost. And like, hey, like I'm just getting this degree. And at that time, I wanted to be an actor after college. So I was like, I don't want to invest too much in where I'm literally struggling to pay like back loans and all that. Like I haven't, I only took like $5,000 out nice, out of my okay. four years. So basically now it's like, yeah, I'm close to my hometown, but kind of my family moved closer. So we used to be like two hours away, but then they moved right before the pandemic. And so now we're um, an hour away from home. So I mean like, yeah, that hour might sound like, oh my gosh, you come up here all the time. No, my mom literally, like I got my sister on campus with me. So she okay. comes get the sister now. So it's amazing. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. So you're living on campus now, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. I live on campus. Yeah. I'm a resident assistant. So I'm that annoying person. I tell you all the rules (laughs) but then you get free rent right yeah yeah it's a win-win situation period i want you to be my resident assistant honestly everybody wants me to be their resident assistant especially after the podcast (laughs) (laughs) you'd be like you better shape up or you're gonna be on this podcast period (laughs) (laughs) so i want to talk about your coming out story if you're comfortable with that Oh, absolutely. Literally, National Coming Out Day was this past week. It was. And I have to share a quick story. So my really good friend from high school, he was our student body president, and I had him on the podcast, but couldn't release the podcast episode because he was attending BYU, a religious school. Oh, yeah. And so I just released the episode and he made the coolest post on like, yeah, on the day. And he just was announcing to everyone that he was gay and it was amazing. And he had so much support. I love that. Isn't it? Okay. I got to point this out. Isn't it kind of funny? Like everybody from high school that was student body president is gay. Cause honey, I was student body president too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the personality, you know, huh? it's just the personality. Like I feel like yeah. the gays, you guys have such strong and fun personalities. I need every single one of them to be my best friend. Girl. Yes. And I love every single girl that I'm best friends with with and literally i saved a lot of girls from a lot of heartbreaks or a lot of dl guys and a lot of fashion choices so (laughs) i just feel like you guys understand us so much like genuinely no one understands me as much as my gay friends nobody 
absolutely. And it's kind of funny because my best friend, uh, shout out to Alex. So I know this is going to be off topic, off coming out story, but I'll get back to that. So basically, uh, she's one classification under me. So she would technically be a junior right now, but she's in the distant college program right now. And when we first met, we was at the Big and Little Mixture for our our theater uh, society. And we literally hit it off. Like, I'm a big Disney fan. I go to Disney. She go to Disney. She's a travel like her dad was in the military and her dad was in hr i was thinking about doing hr at that point so it was like a lot of like similarities and we kind of just clicked and we were also in the same building it's kind of like shaking up chicago when i was like literally like upstairs and she was downstairs and it was hilarious and basically i went to their family of crawfish boil to celebrate like the show but i was only one there and her grandma was like you sound familiar. Is your grandma named so-and-so? And said my grandma's last name. I'm like, how you know us? And she's like, oh, I taught them. And so now it's kind of funny because literally like both of our families know each other. So we just call ourselves cousins at this point. So I find that very funny because my mom was like, I don't know how you found her. And I was like, mother, we all know why, how I found her. <laughs> I love it. My coming out story is kind of, I mean, like, it's kind of unique, but it's also kind of like what you, kind of what you expect. But uh, I came out, well, I came out technically, well, when we say come out, darling, I see myself walking out the closet, not being dragged out by the force of my two teeth. So I was outed at 13. (laughs) (laughs) And then I came out at 15. That's what I like to say it. 13 the reason why everybody's like why 13 though and i was like okay y'all remember when y'all it was like 24 20 2013 2014 era okay. but remember when you would literally have to go on a computer i sound so old or a tablet to look at those wonderful websites because you didn't have a phone uh-huh. well, i didn't have those type of phones so i would go on those websites right on my tablet my samsung tablet or my laptop right but the thing is about my laptop is that it was mine. So I thought I could just surf the web and don't have to erase anything, right? Literally, the morning of that day, I was watching, like, my routine and basically, like, you know how you rush out of school real quick, but you're trying to clean yourself up? So I was rushing out for the bus and I closed my computer. I didn't remind you. I didn't exit out any tabs or nothing. We keep this in mind. Get home. Remind you, my mom don't get home till, like, around, like, six. So seven, you know, like in middle school, you get out or middle school, you get out like two or three. So I'm just thinking like, oh, like I, you know, like I clicked out of it and started playing the Sims. I'm a big Sims fan. Okay. And I was during Sims three era. So I will play for hours. I didn't even check the browser. <laughs> so my mom said, Isaiah, cause my real name is Isaiah. And I was like, yes. And she's like, I'm having technical difficulties on my uh, laptop. Can I use yours? And in my head, I'm just being a dumbass, and I'm just clicking out the Sims. I'm mad about my Sims game, trying to load it. And she's very impatient. She's an Aquarius. Okay, okay. Makes sense. Impatient. <laughs> so basically, she was like, come on, come on. I got to finish the number. I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm not even thinking about, like, check the search history or the cookies or this. So I handed her the laptop, and literally, like, I shit you not, like, 20 minutes later. She was like, Isaiah, but she said it in the most, like, you know when your mom's upset at you or you about to because she said it's so quiet and we have hardwood floors and i'm just walking with my feet sweating because it's our <laughs> oh shit and i'm like this yes and she was like i was typing in this and then this popped up and i'm like okay and i'll try to make an excuse for it like i was just like maybe mom you know you're not technically a uh, savvy maybe it's the web search history from popular 
searches. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, you were thinking. Thirteen year old. And so she's like, no. But the thing is, whenever I typed in something similar to uh, with a G, it would pop up like gay porn. Like, I don't think gay porn just pops up. And I'm like this. Okay, this is awkward. And then she clicked on it. And I'm like, why would you click on it? Because we were talking about like, just like the search thing. So she thought that I was searching to learn more about it and thinking like I was gay. Literally, I shit you not. She clicked on it saw a video of a black man <laughs> basically being taught by a white man. Remind you, my mom is black. Okay, and but so, did you watch this video prior? So were you and your mom? Did yes, you I get- did watch it prior. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm over here just freaking out. My stepdad's right by me. And remind you, me and my stepdad didn't get along at that point of time. So he, I'm like, oh, he probably hate me more than ever. All this shit. And so my mom, and she was watching for like a good two minutes. I'm like, why are you and you're woman. just right there shitting your pants. Yeah, and I was like this. I couldn't do nothing. Like, I was skinny. Like, I was a stick. Like, <laughs> I was just like, with a big head, just like, mm. and so she was just like this. So this what you like? And I was like, and you know, like, you don't want to say it. Like, if she asked me now, I'd probably be like, fuck yeah. But um, at that point, I was like, like, you know how to respond to those things at 13. And so literally, like, she goes to her tangent about, like, this is unacceptable. I'm thinking she talked, and I and I was like, and she's like, all of it's unacceptable. I'm thinking she's talking about, like, the gay porn. Okay, she's okay. like, a white, she's like, literally, like, I don't like that you have a white man and black man. Well, the white man, like, you know, role play, like, the white man was obviously a cop, and I, I, I like I like authority. So I'm kind of into that. So okay, I like do you know what? I feel that, too. I like authority as I well. like being dominated sometimes. Yeah. I'm just like, like I, my feet were sweating. I, whatever, my feet were sweating. And so basically like what came out of that conversation after that, uh, she was just like figured out like someone taught me this, which was weird because okay. I've been doing it since I was like, like literally seeing since I was 11, I would watch HBO at night and HBO would have LGBTQ movies. And so I'm just like this girl. And my stepdad trying to figure it out. He's like, I will cut your hair. And I'm like, honey, my hair is already short. I don't know where you're going to cut. Wait, why did so- you want to cut your hair? They thought that was going to make me talk. So basically. Okay. okay. That makes I'm sense. Like, uh-huh. And so basically my mom was just like, who taught you this? We going. So long story short, it was like two hours of the conversation. Remind you, I'm still standing in the same place. So I feel like I got water on my feet. I feel like I got, I was literally sweating, stressed the fuck out. I didn't know what to do. Cause I'm like this, you see those horror stories about like parents taking away their children cause they were gay. And I'm like, where I'm going to go. So she was like this, you got to, and then she was like, then she's just like, you need to leave. And I'm like, okay. And I'm walking back to my room, just sitting down. And the thing was, they took my cell phone. So I was going to call, text my friend be like, bitch, can I come over? Mm-hmm. Cause she was down the street. So I already had my plans. I was packing my bag, bitch. I was ready. I was ready just for the worst case scenario. Cause if they came back with like a knife or something, I was out the window. So then she called me back in and I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And she was just like this. You got two options. And I'm like, this, ah, shit. <laughs> she said, either you, uh, you know, like we could erase all this and you become the son that I knew that you were. And basically, you just have to, like, you know, like, learn that people don't define you. Because basically, the thing was, a lot of people thought that I was different. So I kind of was like, okay, let me see what different looks like on the internet. And obviously, difference came through sexualities. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And so she was just like, you know, discover yourself. Well, really, don't discover yourself. 
And basically, none of the family went out, none of this went out. So I was like this, okay. And then she said, but if you don't like that decision, you could either go to military school, boarding school with all boys. And she had the school name listed. And I was like this, think about that now. I was the older sibling. The oldest, so I was like, well, I'm going to stay for my younger siblings. And okay. so... I'm going to, because I don't trust you. So <laughs> I'm going to stay here and I'll just play along with it. And I'll be more smart about my decisions. Okay. Because how are you going to explain to the whole family? Like, oh, my son went to boarding school. Why? He did. And also, I didn't know what boarding school was. And I didn't want to figure out that trauma of that world. But why so, an all male boarding school? Isn't that like not? Right? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, I should have went because I would have had more of a vacation over there. You know, <laughs> I met my husband. But the thing was, a lot of experiences that I experienced through high school and that influenced me into making this podcast, I wouldn't have had that. So I kind of used like that 13 year old, that kind of was the seed for the podcast. So after that, I started doing uh, YouTube. It's no longer there because of aging. And basically, I was trying to like express myself. And I was like, well, I don't see a lot of queer uh, mm-hmm. black young guys on the internet that's talking about it. So I'm going to do it. And I'm going to call it Isaiah Funny Show. And I'm going to do this. I did it for like a good few days <laughs> back when you wasn't committed to everything. But basically, uh, what happened was I stayed. And the reason why I say fixed. 15 again was because at first after that came out, I thought I was bisexual. So okay. I would try to force myself to like girls and dated the girl, but I didn't like it. So then I had to re-come out again to everybody besides my family. So I came out okay. to all my friends. So in high school, like everybody knew at that point was like, okay, I was it's gay. And my mom would be like, so are you? And I'll be like, yes. And But she was in denial, denial to the fittest. Okay. Still in denial, honey. She's still in denial. I got a whole brand, okay, off of it. So Wait, she's still in denial to this day? Yeah. Okay, day. okay. Because it's like, whenever I talk about my podcast, I don't talk about it in front of my family because my sister, now my sisters know what happened. So they're on my side, but they was like, Isaiah interviewing drag queens and living his best life. And I'm over here stuck at home. It's like this. He don't interview those type of people. He never do. And the thing was, I used my nickname, Zayo. Okay, yes. Look up Isaiah. It would never pop up. Bingo. Smart. Um, I love Zaya. I think it is genius. I think it's perfect. It's a little, it's of your name, you know. Yeah, it's kind of funny. So it's kind of funny that she's still in denial and think I'm going to have a girlfriend after graduation. And I'm like, oh, honey, I guess I don't know how, what else. So if anybody listening, I need a life coach or <laughs> like a therapist to come over here and fix this woman because she she's just like, well, I can help you with your problem. I say, no, 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 no. You are not helping with anything because I don't know, honey. Like, I'm already going to have a flag on, like, within my uh, grad. I, the graduation picture's gonna eat. But yeah, she's still in denial. But some of my family, I talked to my gay uncle. He's like, the family's kind of in denial. I'm like, okay, well, everybody's in denial. So I guess we'll just play along. It's not like I changed my clothes or anything in front of them. But she got mad when I dyed my hair. So that's kind of my coming out story in this case. So I'm still kind of going through it with family. But everywhere else, I'm like, bitch, yes. I want to know when the defining moment, because you said you tried to date girls after, you know, before 15. What was your exact moment that you were like, no, I'm I'm gay for sure. I remember when it wasn't when I kissed the girl because actually, okay, this part me scaring people. I actually liked when I kissed the girl, but uh, it got to the point where it was supposed to be like more than just a kiss. Like you're supposed to fill up on her. And I'm like, this. it doesn't feel right for me. Like when you put, when I put my hands around your weight, I'm like, it, it doesn't, I don't know. And then also I felt like at that point, and now I know the difference between power struggles. 
through my counseling and my journaling uh, entries that I'm very, like, I always have to be headstrong, even as a child, because we had a lot of things going on, poverty, all that. And I will always be the one to support my mom through everything and my sisters through everything. And I would neglect basically my own self needs. So it was like me being submissive in a relationship was the way that I let that inner child live. So it was like, if I can't be submissive because it quote unquote gay, then why I'm here. And so okay, for sure. Cause for, the girl's supposed to be the submissive one at that age. You mm-hmm. think that the girls and the guys supposed to be town boyish and playing basketball. I mean, I ran track and played football for a hot minute. Weird. <laughs> but, um, I just felt like I was submissive. A lot of people was like, maybe E is just me, a dominated girlfriend. And then when I had that, then I was like, yeah, nah, this ain't for me. Because I don't believe shit <laughs> that you say. And also, it kind of just went to friend zone and me being more like the big brother, helping out my little sis type of thing. Mm-hmm. And also, the guy's very attractive. Like, I was having a crush. Around that age, I was having a crush on Justin Bieber because he came up with purpose. I had a crush on Kenny Tatum. I had a crush on Michael B. Jordan. I had a crush on... Literally, the rock. So like, we had the same crushes, basically, is what you're so, saying. Yeah, so it's kind of weird. It was like, well, if I have a crush on them, maybe I should just try this out. And once I tried it out, I didn't have sex at that age. But once I tried it out, like, seeing a guy that I liked and kissed him, I was like, well, shit, I like this way more. Okay. <laughs> but that was kind of the moment where I was like, yeah, nah, nah, not bisexual no more. Sorry, sweetie. No, for sure. I would say, and I really do think this is why, like, I just, I love, I get along so well with gay people, like gay anyone, just because I love them so much. Yeah. And I feel like they truly see me, honestly, especially guys. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm not sure if you feel this way. I, yeah. I've always known that I was straight because, and I wonder if gay guys feel this way. Okay. Because when I think of going down on a girl, I want to like die. I want to throw up, you know, I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, I cannot go down there. I cannot eat no pussy. No way. <laughs> I can't. It's like, okay, like I'm going to explain it for me. And all my other guys probably going to have different stories. But the way I look at a guy, I am attracted to literally like everybody think like the arms is no, the V line. Because like the anticipation of knowing what's there, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like a little preview. Uh, it's like the sneak peek and with girls like yes like britney spears back in the day i was like oh she hot like ariana grady oh she hot but i would never think of going down on them like i would think of being there hugging them talking shit about guys with them so it always been like you hot as fuck but i'm not gonna fuck you you didn't imagine them in like a sexual way just like a Um, oh i'd love being friends with them i'd love to be in the same room with them but Like same room, slumber parties. Like I can see us getting changed into matching jammies, but I can't go down on you. Like it's just weird in my in my head for me. No, one hundred percent. I completely understand that. I want you to explain this to me because I feel like I'm not the only one. So I'm from Utah, right? Very, very conservative okay. state. Like Mormonism. You are not gay. You live by the book. You do not drink. You do not have sex. You do not do I would, anything. Huh? I would not be going to Utah. Yeah, I I would stay clear. I really would. It was kind of a huge reason why I left, because if you don't fit the mold, it's like, sorry, we don't care about you, you know. So I want you to explain the whole like the pronouns. I don't necessarily understand it. Okay. Okay. totally fine. Totally fine. Absolutely. So pronouns. So basically pronouns is the way that we would say like, oh, like, for example, I would say, oh, she's over here. Jessica over here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you to that person and with pronouns for some people could correct me on this but the way that i see it is that that is a representation of that person so for example i am he him but let's just say i was 
them day because I don't affiliate with both genders. I am very neutral, um, typically uh, neutral, like just neutral. That's day and them mostly neutral. So like they, them. So instead of like using a he or she, you would just insert the day and them. So really pronouns, there's no real rule about it. <laughs> if that makes sense, like I know English, like Beethoven gonna kill me or like whoever made the English language. But pronouns, really, the way that I feel about it is that yes, I'm still confused about it, and I'm a gay man too. So what I do is I ask people like, "Hey, what are your pronouns?" Like that's the reason why I do it on the podcast because I feel like the only way to clear that stigma and confusion around it. Nothing's wrong with asking a person their pronouns for sure. And, like you know, like asking like, "Hey, I just want to know your pronouns." They will be flattered. Like, they'll be like, okay, thank you. Uh, it'll be she, them. And when they say she, them, it doesn't mean that you have to use them both. You can use either or. So if you want to okay. use she, or if you want to use them, or if you, you know, like, basically don't use he. So, like, for me, if I say, oh, you can use he, they, he, him, or them, there. So you have two options. But if they just say one, you stick to that one, if that makes sense. But pronouns really depends on the person. It's never the same. So I know one of my friends at uh, in college, I remember, um, in the beginning of uh, freshman year, they were uh, he, him, right? And then after COVID happened and having that time away, like, they discovered, like, oh, they are they, them. So pronouns pronouns changed throughout so typically now my friend the way that they announced it was they texted the group chat saying hey hey girls um they them now lol and so i'm like okay cool whatever so really pronouns depends on the person overall like it's kind of okay. confusing like even for me because sometimes like i've seen z or zur like I'm still learning. Like, I feel like I'm like, nothing's wrong with saying that we're still learning, but for the he, she, and them, those are typically like three main ones that everybody stays within. So you would just change out the first pronoun and just put that they, them into the first pronoun whenever you speak of them. Or you could just avoid the pronouns and basically say their name. Oh yeah. I, I kind of like that one. Cause it is, it is a little confusing, yeah. but I get it. Cause you don't want to offend anyone. I don't, and I feel like a lot of people, especially with myself, if I were to say something to offend anyone in the LGBTQ right. community, it would be because I didn't know, not because I was trying to offend them. Correct. Correct. 100%. Absolutely. So I don't want to like offend people because I didn't know. Absolutely. And the thing is about the LGBTQ community is that things are always changing. There are always deeper rooted deep rooted stories that, you know, we may not know because of the homophobia within this country and within the world. So we are also learning. And I don't like when people say like, oh, well, you probably LGBTQ. You should know this, 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 this. Sweetie, I don't need to know this, 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 but I will be willing to learn this, this, For this, sure. or this alliance. And now having a podcast with this background, of course, I'm going to learn about it. I want to show that it's okay not to know everything because if you know everything, then where's the beauty in life? Like I'm black. Yes, I'm black. And I know my deep rooted. I know the civil rights movement, but I'm still learning about the plantations around here, honey. I didn't know there was a plantation of 30 minutes. <laughs> that was, so we're still, you're still learning this country. I don't want to be to all my Republicans or whoever loves this country. They hide stuff. Okay. So we're all learning for sure. The, will work so it's okay sweeties it's okay just if you mess up in life just say i'm sorry i wasn't educated can you please teach me how to do this then yeah that, nobody for sure that at you. 
period. 100%. And speaking of like being black, because I, so I'm half black, half white. And yes, I know with my braids, I'm sure you couldn't tell. But, yeah, I love the girl, by the way. I love them. Oh, thank you. It was such a culture shock coming from Utah to the South. The biggest oh. culture shock ever. So where are you in the South, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, so you I'm did- in Orlando, Florida. Okay. Okay. That's very different than, you know, yeah, most of the time. No, for <laughs> sure. And I, in Utah, it's really weird because I've never had a police officer treat me differently or right. really any, like, racism issues at all. And I was there 24 years out of my life. I had no issues. And then I came here. So many. Exactly. Agree. Like, 100%. Hmm. And I just, I don't know what I was thinking. And my naive ass. Okay. People are like, why did you think that you're so naive? I'm like, okay, I didn't know. I'm like, there's <laughs> way more black people down in the South. Like they're going to be more accepting. That's my thought process. <laughs> it, it would be an amazing thought process, but <laughs> Not true. It, it means more black or authority. But uh, my black experience, I mean, like, I kind of am similar with your uh, story. Thing is, I was raised in Louisiana. Yes, of course, but there's different parts of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you would have the North Shore, which is basically for where basically the majority of the white people live. That's where I stayed at half my life. And then also I stayed some parts in New Orleans. I stayed in Metairie and the Kenner area for all my people that probably know will know. And that's kind of the more mixed. Uh, so I basically I got around. I always stay in the suburbs. I was always okay. literally like the saddest state, but the token black kid. It's true what it is. But when I went to a black school, I would change schools like almost every year. So it was always like a culture shock mm. when you like with people that look like me and they'll be like, oh, but you don't act like us. And I'm like, how am I supposed to act like you? I'm sorry. I'm and I'm like, I have different ways. Yes, my family, they're more like we have uh doctors in a family. I have nothing but teachers in a family. So of course, me learning and wanting to learn more information, my vocabulary at the time was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> but I will always go to like the honor classes and you know, like being like one of the only few black people there was like not weird for me. But it was like I didn't have people that look like me, so I always had a shut down certain parts of me to make other people happy. So when I'm in adulthood now, I go to a PWI uh, college. And so it's kind of like I'm used to it, but also there's a black community on campus. So I'm kind of got an equal balance, but uh, becoming a black man, I did this show called Dark Skin Pavement. And basically it's about police brutality. And I played a son that got shot by the cops. When I tell you, honey, when I tell you, honey, the whole I was sobbing every single show because of the fear that I have as a black man, but not living it in real life, thank God, but living it in a show in front of people and live like we had concrete on the stage. So it literally felt like it. And then you can't see into the audience because it's all like dark. Ooh, like yeah. and then my family was there. So literally my family was sobbing. I was sobbing and it's sad to say this, but it's so true that we do have to walk on different eggshells. Like I know if I wear certain clothing that I'm going to be looked at more different. So I will always wear colors out, bright colors. Like, I mean, like, yeah, the cops are bad. Best way. I mean, like personally, I didn't have a ticket yet, so I'm not going to wood still for that. <laughs> I never got knock on wood, but I did get in a car accident. Take that back. I did get in a car accident and I hate this cop for this reason. It was literally a four-way intersection. So you know like how you have the right-of-way? So this is big... Okay, everybody in Louisiana like to drive these big-ass trucks, I guess, because of floodwaters. So you can't even see the small little cars like mine. 
that just like I have a poor fusion. So basically, the truck paused, right? And I'm thinking like, okay, you gonna come to the stop? And I have my girlfriend with me in the car, so I'm driving right, and I'm barely in a like I'm slowly getting out of the middle. He gonna start rolling, start rolling, start rolling, and it hit my and I had a swerve <laughs> into like right in front of a church. Isn't that kind of funny? Right in front of the church, they had a church sign. So I was trying not to hit the church sign, but I wasn't trying to get, you know, destroyed by the truck. So basically, I literally stopped it. And he only hit my back bumper. And my friend, she was in a car accident before. And so she had trauma. Like, she was freaking out. But the thing is, I put that car in park, honey. I ran after that truck. And it was right in front of a restaurant that had, like, outside seating. So people saw it happen. Mm -hmm. So I called the cops. I called my mom. My friend called my mom. I called the cops. So... Basically, when the cops got there, I was trying, you know how you got to get people information, like insurance. And of course, the guy's like, and he's a white man. Remind you, middle-aged white man. I am a college black student with blonde hair. <laughs> and so he said, I'm going to wait. We could do this when the cop gets here. And I'm like, this, okay, I'm not about to make no problems. Um, then my mom was like, keep calm. Try to stay collective. Because I was pissed the fuck off. Like, I was like, like, dude, you saw me coming. You saw me coming. And so basically, uh, the cops got there. And I was trying to explain because he went to the white guy. Isn't that kind of funny? He went to the white guy first. And so basically he came over to me, hear my story. And he literally did not try to hear my story. Mm. He was Well, he said that she was coming out and that I said, first of all, sir, when you have the right of way, I drive. And I'm going to tell you, sir, I said, I drive in New Orleans. Okay. I drive in New Orleans and I never got hit. And I'm telling you right now that this man took a pause. And remind you, in the midst of the cops coming, I literally got information from the outside of restaurant. And I literally got people documenting stuff, literally for me. Because I know how to play the legal game. Because I have people that work in the law enforcement. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Surprise. So, I'm showing him all this information. He said, oh, how you got all this information? And I'm like, I got it from the restaurant. And if you and I had their names, I had their cell phone numbers. I like, you could contact them. I already have my copies. And I said, but I need the man's information and he said we're gonna get that to you but you need to calm down and i'm like this and literally me going through it right now and i was like um sir i'm not the i'm literally trying to tell you my side of the story and you're not listening and my friend my black girlfriend literally had to call me down saying isaiah girl you might and my mom was on the phone like isaiah calm down i'm like god do i need to calm down when i'm just trying to tell my side of the story like this is my first car accident i'm not insurance already high i'm not trying to make it go up yeah especially for something that wasn't your fault and so I and then he gonna look at my friend and say do you need to go to the hospital and she's like no and I found out the reason why she said no she didn't really need to go anyway <clears throat> but I had a show that same day too and the show was also about a car accident it's a kind of coincidence and so I got upset so he go back to the white guy and I'm just like trying to calm down I'm talking to my mom my mom is just like Isaiah breathe I'm on my way like she was driving fast because the way that I was talking to the cop and the cop was talking to me it was like mama and bear needs to be there like, she may not like my sexuality, but when it comes to my black card, baby, she's going to pull up. She's going to pull sure, up. For sure, yeah. So, all of a sudden, I see him walking back, right? And the guy drives off. I don't have no information. So, when I tell you I picked up this phone, bitch, and zoomed in and clicked that license plate. Did you get I, it, though? I needed it, though. You, I have State Farm. But did you get it? Did you get his license plate? Yeah, I got the license plate. Love it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> when? And, while all this shit was happening, she was taking pictures of the truck. She was taking pictures of everything. So we knew what we was looking for, sir. And trust believe you will be dealt with. So he comes back and he said, well, the damage not as bad as you making it out to be. I'm like, sir, 
sir, my car is 2011, honey. He bust out, literally, like, he bust out my door lock. So my door lock for my passenger side, to this day, does not work. So I literally have to, like, flip it. He knocked out the back part, like, right by the trunk. And you know like, how you have the cushion there, just in case you get in a wreck? He took the whole cushion out. He took it all the way out. So if I get in a car accident now, that side of the car won't be protected. Oh, no. I don't drive none of my friends no more, <laughs> except one, because I love all my friends to death. And my friends understand that because they're like, we don't blame you. But if it comes to an emergency and I got to be DD, I will drive. I am a good driver. He's basically saying like, oh, you just need a, you know, you can put it back in place and drive over railroad tracks. Imagine trying to drive over tracks with your car piece dragging. Like, <laughs> and I said, no, I'm going to wait for my mama to get here. Mm-mm. No, girl. And so he was like, well, um, okay, well, I got another call to attend. And I'm like this, before you leave, sir, can I have your badge number? And he was like, um, yes, sir. And so basically, the way that he came out to be, so me being a resident assistant, you know the campus police officers. Okay, yeah. So do you know so-and-so? And he was like, how do you know them? I was like, I'm a resident assistant. He's like, oh, and then all of a sudden his eyes knew because, honey, I know who to talk to now, bitch. So he wasn't a camp, a campus uh, officer, but he had, he knew people and I knew the same people that he knew. So he probably freaked out. So I got the badge number. I got the, I was asking for the badge number, the email, the phone, his, um, the office number, his, and he's like, oh, the number. I said, no, what's your phone number? For sure. Your office- Cause y'all each got one. He's like, how you know this? I, like, I got people in the law enforcement. So it was like, he couldn't play games with me, which is the reason why I said, tell people know your shit when you get into things like this, because honey, they could fuck you over. And being a resident assistant, I know how to document like a motherfucker now. I know how to get all the receipts. So basically I document like literally like learning how to document from this job helped me like in that case. And so basically what happened was the cop left, of course, and my mom got there. My friend was there and we literally had stuff for our dorms, <laughs> like bedding, like groceries, child. I was so mad. And basically my mom was like, okay, well, at least you got all the information. So we, we know what to do. So basically she's just following me, just like staying right behind me. Cause I'm my bumper is dragging. Those five minutes of driving was the worst five minutes of my life. And I could just hear the money. I just hear you know i could just hear money and i'm like this bitch i don't got paid for this though i don't got paid for this though come my mom said this would be good for your apartment right the next week that monday could happen on a saturday so that monday i get a call from my mom and my mom said well i got a lawyer he's coming up because i was in training for work and i said okay cool and he was like okay this should be an easy case easy win i'm thinking like money 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 uh-huh. right tell me why the next day, he said, we got a problem. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Tell me it's why I'm mad but- before knowing the outcome. I'm already mad for you, but continue. Uh-huh. And so basically, he said, you have the information. Everything is literally easy to process. The only thing that you didn't have that that person had was technically you didn't have your insurance. And I'm like, what do you mean? I got insurance. I don't pay for my insurance. My mom do. Cause we're underneath the same plan or whatever. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be expensive if I go by myself. And I was like, mom, did you pay for your car insurance? We would stay farm, and she's like, "Yeah, I paid the day before." So dummies, she paid. My mom's not the dummy. Dummies, the insurance people. Okay, she paid Friday morning. It didn't go through till that Monday morning. So technically, in their eyes, that I didn't have insurance for that whole weekend. And I'm like, isn't that a coincidence? So we changed uh, insurance companies because my mom was pissed the fuck off because she was like, that's the dumbest shit ever. Because why the irony? And she's like, I always do this and I always have insurance for the next day. But um, basically, 
he got away and I still have the bump in my car, but that's okay. You know why? Cause I'm getting me a new car for graduation. Cause someone going to give me a car. So yeah, that's what happened. And yeah. Am I mad about it still? Yeah. Cause I want my money and that could have went to me moving to New York. <laughs> I'm salty for you. They're like, sorry, um, that few hours of processing it not going until Monday, like you no longer white have insurance. People. White people. I love uh, white people. Love you, white people. But some white people are white people. They are. They really, really are. Especially in the South. Especially. My naive ass. I'm like thinking, oh, this is going to be great. Everyone, These are going to be my people. Mm-mm. I'm terrified of cops. And I mean, terrified the interactions I've had with cops. I've had at least yeah. three interactions since moving here with police oh, officers. God. And they have been horrifying, horrifying, but your boyfriend or husband, it, boyfriend, boyfriend, husband. Okay. Boy, boyfriend, but he's white, right? So like, he always be there. <laughs> yes. Like, but uh, here's the thing. So we had this issue with our downstairs neighbors, they got evicted. Thank you. Someone was on my side for once. Kept calling right. the cops on us all of oh. the time. And I'm like, hmm. Oh. And I kind of like posted a TikTok on it explaining what the hell. Like I keep having yeah. officers coming to my house. This doesn't make any sense. And it turns right. out a lot of people responding to my TikTok and talking to me, it kind of just came full circle. And then I saw the downstairs neighbors and someone's like, they don't like your biracial relationship. That could be true. Because they kept calling saying that there was domestic violence and we'd just be sitting down watching a show and like, I've done the <laughs> fucking toxic relationship, okay? I ain't doing it again. <laughs> yeah, eating popcorn. And then the cops that come to the door would always take their side and just be screaming at us. And we're like, nothing. How? Wait, 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 wait. So if it's domestic violence, and this is just me, why would they be yelling at you if you're already going through pain? Exactly my point. That's a good question. And the first time I walked up to the officer pounding on my door after work and I said, can I help you? And he's like screaming at me. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm in my work clothes. I'm clearly wasn't even in there. I'm also, where do you work? I might add, like, just tell me the uh, occupation so that way I could get the full imagery. Okay. Hear me out because I'm, I'm going through it. Mama's is going through it. I'm currently a server right now. I got my degree in biology and I worked in a lab for two years and I'm like, I need a career change. I want to go into like marketing or media somehow. And so now I'm like right in the thick of it. Just what the fuck am I doing? We're going to talk about, oh, we're going to talk about that later. But the thing is the reason why I ask that because certain times in the South, I feel like depending on your occupation, that's how they act. So if let's say you was in your scrubs, they'll be like, ma'am, are you okay? <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but it's true. Cause my That's mom got so true. Oh, my mom, she had a similar situation like this. So it was kind of funny because it was during Christmas break, like literally like last this last Christmas, like of the last year. And my mom, uh, I just got home from school. So I drive back since it's like an hour, and my mom's like, Oh, my baby's home. Cause I don't come home as much. So literally like this woman is driving from New Orleans in her school. Like, I mean, like she always driving her scrubs, but basically this time we have the big entryway into the subdivision and there's houses along the side and we're around the corner. So I get there literally like a few minutes before her and she gets there. Tell me why there's a white woman yelling at my mom down the street. And I'm like this, mom, are you okay? And she's like this, this woman had her dog in the street. And I'm like this, did you hit the dog? It's like, no, Isaiah, I swerve. Like, why would I hit a dog? Because it's so big. Like the street is so big that mm-hmm. you could literally like swerve out. And so the woman is following my mom saying, excuse me, ma'am, you hit that dog. And my mom's like this, bitch, come on my property and watch what's going to happen. I'm going to show you a dog. And she said, ah, because she was literally trying 
I'm walking on our property and my mom's like this. And my stepdad's like, what's going on? I said, I just got home from college and I see mom fighting a Karen. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It was kind of funny. And the woman's like this. And my mom's like, I'll call the police on you, bitch. And I'm and, my, and the woman's like, do it, do it, do it, do it. And she's like, I could call you crazy, ho. I could call you crazy. And the woman left and she didn't do nothing. And we went to see the lights in the park, the Christmas lights in the parks. And I was joked out. My mom said, white people will be white people. They and will I said, be white people. And she's light skinned. Like me and you. <laughs> oh, the white people. But that's messed up, though. I'm surprised that they didn't go off on your boyfriend, which would be weird, you know? Yeah, well, they didn't. I was the one that kind of had the interactions every time. So like I walked uh, up on the cop and then the other time he was in the bathroom and I opened the door and then he came out to be like, you know, like, what's going on? But yeah. I was the initial conversation every time. And but I'm like... But the thing is with domestic violence, and I'm just going to say this because this probably going to sound so sad to say, but most of the time in the South, the cop would automatically go to the guy to fight. And from my people that, because my family have domestic violence, typically the cop will always go straight to the guy. Wow. Like just in general, like just from what I see on the internet and all mm-hmm. this, it would naturally go straight to the guy. So the fact that they went to you first, as if you hurting the man, is kind of weird. It is weird, but it's also like I was, yeah, I was their first interaction. So I'm the one that opened the door. I'm the one that walked up on them. So I'm like, maybe that's something to do with it. And I should have been smart. Like you said, get the badge number, get the name you figure out. But I was from Utah. We weren't taught that, but here you are taught your hands go on the dash. You get that badge number, you get everything. And yeah, you have to. Like it's a must, but yeah, that's crazy though. That's crazy though. Are you still having problems with them? Um, no, because the downstairs neighbors who kept calling on us got evicted. Uh, bitches couldn't pay their bills for wanting to bail out. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. I So I finally went to the leasing office to be like, okay, hey, what the fuck? Like, and they'd be like, we can't tell you who it is, but we have our suspicions. And I'm like, it's got to be the people below me. It's got to be. Well, who else would it be? And because right. I can hear the people above me all the time just like stomping around or whatever. I live in an apartment though. That's what I get. I'm right. not mad at that. They're stomping around right. and doing their daily activities. Right. Like the only person I should be mad at is myself your- <laughs> for living in an apartment. Live your life. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, okay, the only person who even causes enough noise for us would be the upstairs people. So maybe we're doing that for the downstairs, but we're just living our life. Like we're not right. doing anything crazy. So I was like, it has to be them. And then, yeah, I went to the leasing office, talked to them every single time the cops came. And then the last time I talked to them, they're like, you're ish. Like all your problems are about to go away because they basically were saying that they were serving them an eviction notice, but they couldn't tell me who or anything. And then I just saw them moving out last week and I sat right on the balcony, drank my coffee and just made TikToks and clapped and <laughs> they watched me do the whole thing. And I was like, fuck y'all yeah, see ya. Y'all have to have a, y'all, y'all, did y'all go on date night that night, child? Cause I will be like, babe, get in the fucking car. We are going out. We are having a good time. And then when we get back into the apartment, we're having literally like, okay, I'm this type of person. I'm this petty. We will have sex everywhere knowing that the fact that they're not here. So I will literally bang all over this place. <laughs> dead ass it was so funny i like kept sending my boyfriend videos at work i'm like they're gone they're gone i'm like fuck off i was so pissed (laughs) i was so happy like not gonna lie but i want to talk about because i think this is such a good topic especially with um you like coming out and just 
Yeah. Bold personalities. We both have very bold personalities. And I want yes. to talk about discovering your identity. Because mm. I feel like it's huge. And I kind of came up with a few like personal ways to discover your identity. So for me, I would okay. say spending a lot of time alone. Because I feel like you, when you're with a big group of people, you are taking in everyone else's identity. You don't have time to figure out who you are yourself. So, right. And then have you ever been through a stage in your life where you just don't want to be alone because you don't really like yourself that much? Yes. And yes. It, and it hurts <laughs> and it sucks. And the only way it to get over it is. That it sucks. Um, but for me, for that moment, it, I would have to say it was during COVID. Like, I do not want to be by myself. And I guess it was because, Larry, like, I am a social extrovert. Mm-hmm. But also, I was going through a breakup because I, I got cheated on. And so I was kind of like, it's kind of sad to say it's kind of evil, but I feel like everybody will understand this. I was out for blood. Like I wanted revenge. Like I wanted to at least get out there in my best life, show that I don't need him and all this stuff. But if I'm stuck at home, how am I supposed to do that? So yeah, I hated myself that much. <laughs> yeah. You got to heal like, like you should, you know, not like, we, <laughs> not like we want to, because there is nothing better after a breakup posting on that social media. Look at this life that I'm living. <laughs> Exactly. But what other uh, ways that you found your identity? Like, I'm curious. Okay. So I would say doing what you want. So for me, I, after my breakup, same thing, you know, you want to get out there, you want to post the photos. You don't want to spend time alone. Cause a, you don't know who you are. B, you don't really like yourself that much. You're just right. having an identity crisis. So I would kind of look at the reasons why I wanted to do something. So if someone invited me out and in my head, it was like, Oh yeah, it'll look really good on social media. Maybe that Uh, wasn't a good enough reason to go. But if it's like, Oh yeah, I I could use a night out with my friends. I think it'll be good for me and social. Okay. Yeah. That's something that I want to do. My uh, identity changed over. Like I'm going to focus mainly on college. Cause when I was younger, I starting to realize this now when I was a child, since I was going through so many changes, I had to adapt to change that I may not have liked, but I had to, to survive and mm. put on a brave face for my siblings and for my family. And that's deep to realize. So when I got to college, it was like 360, like all of a sudden personality starting to change. Like the first year I was slowly becoming like myself, like, yes, I was gay, like, but beyond the sexuality, it was like, who am I? Like, I'm not just gay. I'm not just black. Like, who is Isaiah? Mm-hmm. And so I struggled with that for freshman year. I thought like, oh, my old group friend. You like how you have old group. Your group friend from freshman year will never be the group that you take into senior year. So literally like changing with people and realizing that I, I love theater already. So I was like, okay, I love theater. I love this. And I'm the performing type of person. And I'm this and my dad. So when it came down to COVID and when I had that breakup, remind you before i always had a relationship i was always in a relationship so it was like let me see what i could do by myself like but the thing was covid took down every single little thing of opportunity so i would sit there listen to podcasts i would watch videos i didn't want to start a podcast at that time but when i got back on campus it was like okay like this is like it kind of like put in perspective like we don't have time to waste and i'm not going to live for anybody else. And that what COVID really taught me because at the end of the day, I only got myself. So I need to make myself happy because yeah, even though I was home with family, it was like, I was still helping each everybody out. Like nobody would be happy 
for you as much as you're happy for yourself. And that's deep to realize. And it took a pandemic for most people to realize that. So when I got back on campus, I dyed my hair blonde. I thought I was blonde, but it was like, like it's blonde right now, but it was like more like white. But I dyed my hair. I pierced my ears. I started changing my fashion. I was wearing more like makeup, like glitter. Like I was like, I'm just expressing myself. And my mom, she surprised me on campus and she was so upset. But I was like, this, I'm not, I don't even care no more. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I don't care no more. And she was like, how are you going to be a business uh, man if you're going to be a uh, RuPaul? And I'm like, first of all, woman, that was never my intention to go to Wall Street. Okay. The reason why I love New York so much is because of the arts. Uh-huh. Number one, she wanted me basically like, Everybody got their vision of for you. And I, my vision for me at that point, I was nervous. I didn't know what I wanted to study. I didn't was anymore. I didn't know like anything. And I was trying to discover myself. But one day, and it sounds so fucking crazy. I literally, okay. Like I literally was just like, something will happen. And I know that I will figure out what I am meant to do. Right. Woke up one morning and you know how you get your phone like right out of the bed <laughs> and you go back into the bed. Yeah, we all and do that. <laughs> Uh, YouTube and I'm just like scrolling and you know the algorithm literally I saw pod school and it was about anchor and I was watching it and I was like wait I can tell my story I can make my identity and explore and learn so much more so that same day I recorded an episode because I was like, I could talk on a slick and I was just like, it doesn't sound good, but I released it. Cause I felt like I had, I was like, what do I got to lose? It's like, like sure. new podcasts come through every day. And it's like, some of them stay for longer and some of them disappear and then reappear or they just disappear. And so, cause basically pod, we all know podcasting takes a lot out of a person. It so does like, take a lot, especially yeah. when you're social, like we are the times that we yeah. don't have our social batteries and we're like, fuck us. We have to go record a podcast. Exactly. And so uh, I released it in a, and the Zaya show was originally called I'm so gay because everybody kept saying, Oh, you're so gay. You so this, you so that. And I'm like, okay, well, since I'm so gay, but the thing was, everybody kept having that same title. And I'm like, the Zaya show, like I'm going to explore Zaya because Isaiah, yes, like that is my real name and that is me as a person at the end of the day because Isaiah is sensitive, Isaiah is soft, Isaiah likes to go into coffee shops, Isaiah likes to go to the bookstore and be in comfortable sweaters and sweats and read for hours of literature. Like I love to read theater plays. Author Will Author Miller is my favorite. Tennessee Williams is my favorite, hands down. But I had to discover that other side of me that I didn't get to live out. So Zaya was kind of my ego that turned into my personality, which is kind of weird to say. Okay. It's you feel of- like you could discover that through podcasting or at least it helps. Yeah. And literally like starting podcasting, like at first, like I did like four, four episodes for the first season. I called it my trial and error season. <laughs> um, I was literally trying out anything like just to for see. Sure. So the second season, uh, when I interviewed, uh, like I interviewed most of my friends, but when it got to season, like around season three, I wanted to do something different. I was like, I want to reach out to different creators now. Mm-hmm. I want to reach out, and I had a full circle moment because you do you know Timely Lee Duff? No, I I don't. Okay, so Timely Duff, um, basically him and his ex, well, his boyfriend at the time, you know, like when they would have a couple YouTube channels, like in 2010s yeah. era. Yeah, so it, he was laying down, but they broke up, and I still found strength in him. I was like, he living his best life. Mm-hmm. He said he's a black 
band. It's inspirational. And I'm like, I want him on the podcast. I want him to be on the podcast. And literally, like, I sent him a DM, just of a long message saying, hey, you're probably not going to read this, <laughs> but this is this. And he literally messaged me back saying, okay, what do you want to do it? And the funny part was he's actually from the same area as me. So it's kind of full circle. And I'm like, so I'm going to be this for, and it was kind of crazy. And I did an interview. And at that moment, it was like the moment where I knew that I was not meant to be quote unquote normal working a nine to five. I was meant for the entrepreneur world. And I was meant to go harder and be that voice for everybody else. So once I got into that, then it was like, oh, I interviewed this person. I interviewed this. I interviewed this. And it's like kind of started flowing like naturally. Like it wasn't me forcing anything. And it got to the point where for season like, Four, like I like it blinked like literally like it flashed right in front of me like now I'm on season five interviewing like literally like I did uh, with Chase and Wade recently and I saw it, that yeah that was awesome. yeah a woman and she got her full length movie and I'm like who thinks of things like this and I did things for queer to queer festival and I'm possibly going back so it's kind of crazy when you think about that and then as well on my campus uh we have like a great communications um department fun fact do you know Robin Roberts from Good Morning America Okay. Yeah, I've heard the name, but I don't watch a ton. Okay. I'm going to. She went to the college I was going to, and she was, which is crazy. I didn't know that till recent, <laughs> till like a few years ago. But um, basically, he's in a communication department. He basically, like, you know, like, I'm an RA. So most people know me as an RA or theater person or the senior or ambassador or whatever. And he was like, I heard your podcast and it was real good. Do you want to come on to the show? And I'm like, okay, I'll come on to your show. And it was kind of a funny moment because he was also a queer black man okay. coming in. Like just coming into college and I'm a queer black man with the podcast coming out of college. So it's kind of like full circle moment of like handing somewhat the baton to him. It's kind of weird. Cause he's like, do you have any advice for me um, being a podcaster in college? And I'm like, this, I've been doing this for the last two years in college. Like it really hit me. And I was like, this was literally like what helped me discover myself now. Mm-hmm. And it's so amazing. And it's so beautiful. And I love podcasting. I'm very passionate about telling the story and being a storyteller. And I don't think people, because now it's senior year, it's like, what job are you going to get? What job? Yes, I have a great opportunity to work at a bank, but do I want to be an assistant branch manager or do I want to go head on for my passions and just go for it? Because I feel like this. I'm a queer black man in the South. I'm already making it this far. I work my ass off. I do things like this. Like It's like work for you and it should be meaningful to you so that's what i'm going through right now so my identity of work life is going through it right now because it's like i want to do podcasting i want to work on it but podcasting makes some money and then it doesn't make money Mm, for sure (laughs) you know so it's like you have to figure out ways uh to be sustainable but yet also creative and if you asked me like two years ago if you think my podcast is going in like go like this i would say no i don't believe you no but yeah that was kind of my self-identity yeah and i there was something that you said earlier that really stuck with me and Mm -hmm. it's so true because i feel like people like oh i found my identity and then i'm good for life and it doesn't work that way it doesn't you have to find your identity as soon as a, you're not happy with your old identity or, you know, you're like, I don't know who I am. And I think you will see this after college because you know your college identity. And then after that, when it's like you just have your podcast or, you know, maybe you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I have my podcast, but I'm no right. longer in college. You lost that identity. So now you need to find right. 
now you gotta find a new identity. Mm-hmm. And the funny part is actually, um, and I know if did you, did you listen to the recent episodes of the podcast? I kind of listened to them. Yes, I have not listened to them uh, all the way through. Okay, you good. So the reason why I asked that was because I mentioned that I my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend. <laughs> And it's kind of funny because some people on campus ask me like, oh, how are you and your boyfriend doing? I'm like, we broke up. Uh, <laughs> it's not an all moment because the thing is, um, he probably don't listen to podcasts anyway. But um, I'm OK. Like you could be in a relationship and I'm how do I say it without being divish? But basically, I was in this relationship and I thought I would be like, you know, like happier and you know, like people supposed to add on to your life. They shouldn't take away your energy. That's sure. just me. hundred percent. So it was getting to the six month mark. And I'm just thinking like, is this like, you know, like six months is like around that time where you think like, should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go? And I feel like that's for everybody. And so I'm thinking, and I'm like, I had several conversations with you about certain things that I wasn't getting or needing. I expressed like what I truly wanted and desire and I am so nice. I gave chances and my friend's like, baby, you are being too nice right mm-hmm. now. You need to live for you. Like you're, you're young. Like a lot of people can tell me like, you're young, like you're 21. Like you just started to drink. Like you shouldn't have to be so like, I'm ready for like to take over. Like, you know, like, so I broke up with him and, uh, it, like on my end, I was very peaceful about it because he was a good guy, but obviously he wasn't happy about it. And yeah, it was kind of awkward. So he, he, it's kind of awkward, but um, yeah, like he doesn't go to college with me. Like he graduated several, like he was 23. But basically, what I'm going through now is that, okay, like, yeah, I dyed my hair, but it wasn't because of him. It was because of now I want to explore more of my identity because in that relationship, I was trying to be more masculine discover my masculine energy but i wasn't getting my submissive yeah, energy like so it's like if i gotta go and outsource people and things to get my submissiveness i shouldn't be in this relationship you know what i'm saying for sure 100 percent. and it takes a real ass bitch to say that because you could be in a relationship oh well he's loyal he's gonna be this no honey we was talking about plans of moving in together after graduation so i needed to make this move like i was like but yeah, so being single now, it's like, okay, now it's like, I'm rethinking everything because now it's like what I want to do. And I don't have to think of another person being added onto the equation. So it's amazing. But yeah, when- it's hard. I'm looking for a job that is truly in marketing and media because it's so competitive. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's very competitive. And like back to just dating and your identity and yeah. stuff, you as anyone in a relationship like me, I'm sure you experienced while you were in your relationship, you, your identity is around someone else as well. So you don't get to truly be everything that you want to be. And, you know, sometimes it adds on to your life where you, I mean, it's okay. You know, you, it's a give and take. It's how relationships work. And then sometimes you're like, no, 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 who am I? Right. And I felt like that for a minute. And then also I was very upset and I couldn't listen to certain episodes of the Zaya show, so I would edit. Like, already, okay, so I already pre-recorded and edit all my stuff, like, months before. So all the episodes coming out now has been recorded in July and August. Okay, okay. So, 
it's kind of like weird, like hearing, like it's kind of beautiful to hear that part of like that time frame. And I'm in a different time frame where it's like, okay, next season, like I'm gonna talk more about my self identity. So it's gonna be more like personal uh, base. But yeah, it's kind of crazy with dating in your 20s. Um, but yeah, am I looking for a guy? No, I'm just here for a good. I'm just, I'm just like vibing. If you come along, sir, you come along. I'm not trying to set expectations for other people. I'm setting expectations for myself. So where I expect to be, I expect to have my apartment at this time of the next year. I expect to uh, be doing podcast videos and podcasting still to this. I expect to be doing a live podcast, like just That'd one live cool. event. That'll be cool. And I expect myself to, okay, and this is my expectations. And if it, I see these expectations, I expect to have a job that I could tolerate, <laughs> that I can make at least 40000 per year. That's doable. That is asking America. Um, and so. But the fact that we're like 40000 that's it. With this inflation, we need to be making more, but like, we'll accept the bare minimum. <laughs> bare minimum. And at this point, I hope to be making merch. So, like, because I want to do my own make. Like, I want to make a makeup palette. Like, I'm very creative. So it's like, you know, like, I want to explore my creativities. But if I get more money than that, God, it'll be amazing. But yes. Please, please give us more money. We're manifesting more money into our lives because we can, <laughs> I feel like we have great personalities. We have great internet personalities. We have great podcast right. personalities. We deserve to be the people going to LA every weekend, interviewing people. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm gonna ask the juicy questions. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> literally. Gosh, so freaking. But I don't know. I guess if you're out there and you are struggling with your identity, mm-hmm. just you've got this. It's normal to struggle with your identity. We all do. You gotta do stuff for you. And if you're in mm-hmm. a relationship and you're happy in that relationship, perfect. Just figure out things that you can do outside of the relationship. Doesn't mean you gotta break up with them. Yeah, and the thing is, a lot of people will be like, well, you know, like, because he tried to make the point saying, well, if you wasn't happy, we could have worked through this. And I'm like this. If you feel like, like, I, we worked through things before. Like, I sat you down. I talked to you. I explained everything to you through my tears. I did this. I tried to do this. So it's like, if you know you're the person in a relationship that tried to make things work for you, like, they're, they, okay. When people think breakup, they mean, oh, so that guy's bad. He doesn't have to be bad. Or, no, yeah. So breaks up, breakups happen because the guy wasn't meant for you. Or it's because y'all wasn't fulfilling each other's needs. Because after the Honeymoon Avenue uh, era, well, you're going to need more. Or you're going to need something different. And if it's like the person can't be there and change, like like the dynamics can't change, then... What's, what's worse, cheating on them and hurting their feelings even more or just saying like, hey, like this is not working out for me. We tried this, but I think we need a breakup. What's wrong with that, people? So I'm just saying to all my relationships, you can work through it, but don't, but girl, don't trick yourself into thinking like, like me, because I will be like this girl, you know, I shouldn't break up. My friends be like, y'all, I think y'all need to break up, right? And this is coming from my friends that don't tell me shit about things that I do. But it's like, Isaiah, you're not happy. And I'm like, I'm trying to work it out. I'm trying this. But when it gets to your point where you're stressed out and you're, and if I'm more focused on a relationship than what I'm doing and I'm a senior and I'm about to graduate and I'm not focusing on these projects, honey, I got to cut you off, boo. Okay. And if round two, and if things change and dynamics change, then that will be in the future. But as of now, I need this time for me. 
Period. Period. I love it because honestly, and you're 21 years old. That is such a time. The biggest blessing I could have ever done for myself. They keep thinking that I'm older. So they think like I'm 22 or 23. But when I hear when people be like 21, oh, you a baby. Like whenever I interview, they're like, oh, you a baby. Yeah. You got life ahead of you. And I just feel like I, there was, I'm from Utah. People get married at 19 years old there. Okay. I, I'm so happy that I did not participate. I did not do that. Even getting married now at 25 would be too young. Your twenties are for figuring out you, your identity, who you are, not no shame and hate to people that do it, but people that have three kids, I'm like at our age, (laughs) I will be the gunkle. Okay. That's (laughs) I'll be, I'll be your godfather and your uncle, period. Wait, is uncle gay uncle? Yes. <laughs> I never heard of that before, but that is hilarious. <laughs> you can be the uncle to my kids, but I'm not having any for at least six years. <laughs> so since I am 21, so all my 2000 babies out there. Okay. And I'm the only person that whenever it hits that certain time of the night and I am bored, I will literally watch all my childhood shows on repeat with cereal and wine or wine, like not that combination together, but it's like either I have cereal or I have a glass of wine and I'll just watch it for amusement to make me go to sleep. Wait, I love it. What childhood shows? Tell me. Oh my God. Okay. So a lot of people are going to be like, oh my gosh, what the fuck? Um, <clears throat> Caillou, cause he just fun like being older, like Caillou just funny. And you he just so dumb. He's just so stupid. Uh what other show? Um uh, Jane of the Dragon. If you have Cubo, you would know. Rescue Heroes. And then I will watch certain like uh films. So like like it's like the older like live actions where they have to use that action figure. So like uh, Thomas the Tank Engine sometimes, like, I remember I was watching that, and I was like, I don't know why the hell I'm watching this, um, but it's probably because my grandfather also is an engineer, and I, whenever I miss my grandpa, I would watch, like, that show, because he loved that show, too. So, certain shows have different meanings, but, I mean, they all make me go to sleep. And then also, I watch Mickey Mouse, Clubhouse sometimes. I love it's it. It's not, well, I'm not a child, okay? Like, I'm not, like, it's not every night, but it's certain nights. So, like... Hey, you're not a child. You're trying to connect with your inner child. There's a big difference. And The Nightmare Before Christmas will always be on repeat. Always be on repeat. And Santa Claus, the serious, will always be on repeat. The Elf will be... It, I'm I'm just like, okay, I'm just... I just love watching things that are actually entertaining people, okay? I don't like Euphoria. I don't like Stranger... I really don't like Stranger Things. Stranger Things is weird to me. I... I did watch it and it's okay i'm not like i don't love it the way everyone does yeah i don't love it i watched season one i tolerated a season so people (laughs) we got all our different preference but yes that's what i do on my free time i watch murder shows before i go to bed every night oh my god i can't i have to watch something happy that or that brings me like something calmness and i think that's why i watch childhood shows because it's like okay like there's innocence so i can go to bed knowing that everything is okay and good in the world because honey now i will watch rupaul drag race like nobody tomorrow because if i wake up with rupaul oh i watch rupaul to wake me up in the morning maybe because i feel like i'm a bad bitch who the hell gonna love you But yeah, my, my taste and everything is all over the place. I even, uh, let me see if I got it right now. I literally would uh, color. I have a coloring book. Oh my gosh. Like I will color for peace. Okay, for I peace. love that. Coloring's amazing. I'm not good at it, but. 
it's amazing and it's beautiful. And it also, oh my gosh, you, y'all probably won't see it, but literally I will read like Disney uh, Twisted Tales. Um, but yeah, I'm a big Disney fan. Like I watch the sequels, but yeah, I, I, I connect with my inner childhood now, now that I got time. I love that. That's what we should all do. But thank you so much for coming on. This has been great. I will have you back. Of course. And you'll be on the Zaya show for season six because I already recorded everything for season five. Absolutely. Okay. I can't wait. Have me. We're going to freaking knock this shit out of the park. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Of course. Plug in your information so everyone knows where to find you. Um, so the Zaya show, it is the and Zaya. So it's Z-A-Y-A show. It is everywhere. I'm on iHeartRadio. I'm on Apple. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Anchor. I'm on everything, baby. You look at that, you will find me. Um, my Instagram is the underscore Zaya underscore show. Um, Twitter is Zaya show, uh, at Zaya show, um, all together. Um, and I have a YouTube channel as well. It got some episodes on there and then you literally type, just type in the Zaya show and everything you will find me. So it kind of made it easy for everybody. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on. You guys, I would repeat where you can find me, but it's, she's intimidating everywhere. Okay. Go and find (laughs) me. (laughs) 